this show going the normal way. <clears throat> it's just there. You are now listening to You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. I, I do tend to explode only when by myself. It's called play therapy. No medication, no suicide thoughts. That's evil. Being stupid about it is evil. I'll let myself off. I know where the emergency exits are. That right there, that's a passenger running along the tarmac after jumping from the plane to emergency exit. Let's go to John in San Diego. What's going on, John? Can you address the Bohemian Grove? You start calling me a foreign agent. Those are fucking fighting words. Excuse me. I believe that I am capacitated to sit in the emergency exit row of this But in the event of an emergency, your regular exit might not be the quickest or safest way out. Emergency exit. Hey, this emergency exit is painted on. There's no way out. There's no way out. We do it. That's right. Now is the time to open your mind. In our search for the unknown, who knows what we will find. This is Emergency Exit. This is episode 60. Today is December 4th, 2017. We are broadcasting to you again from our floating tin can. (laughs) I'm your host, Los. With me, as always, is Brandon, the hard hat Mitchell. Yes, sir. I am here. And Nick, the passion Mason Slayer. Rider, that's right. That's right. The passion. Just gonna lump them all together. Welcome back to the show. It's been a good week. It's been a fun week. Everyone's had good times. This week on the show, men living as Dalmatian dogs and children's mass shooting drawings. Later, when we got the news, but first, ETs, extraterrestrials, they're on their shit out there. We have our eyes and ears to the skies. So many claims of alien or ET visits and encounters, but who can we trust? This week, we explore claims by the man, the authority, the Nassholes themselves, NASA employees, and the astronauts when we travel into the mystic. But first, but first, let's do a Brew World Wonder. <sighs> it's the Brew World y'all that hit us up for a koozie you guys should be expecting that koozie very soon we've sent the, the first, first round wave. of them out so enjoy that we've got the texas pale ale from south austin brewery and uh i haven't cracked mine open uh, mr passion over there just could not wait i couldn't um oh so did uh, mr furry over here yeah. Couldn't, couldn't wait. But I'm going to go ahead and crack mine open in uh, the new tradition that I'm starting where I'm going to be the last one to open it. Oh, did you hear that? That was the sound of goodness right there. All right. Take a little sip. Smells good. It's floral. Mm. This is pretty, pretty. Uh, this is pretty <laughs> good, man. Wow, it was... Okay. It's an American Pale Ale. Uh, alcohol by volume is a uh, 5.5. Nick, what do you think of it? Um, it's it's not terrible. Like the 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 taste is. I feel actually kind of middle. You know, like I don't I don't get a lot of strong flavor out of it. You don't, or you you don't get that extra bitter factor no, from it. No, it just kind of just kind of there. To be honest with you. I'm not. I'm not getting a lot. It's not giving me much to work with here. Yeah, I so mean, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not like if someone this? was like, "Hey, Nick, have one of these TPAs," I wouldn't be like, "Oh, fuck, no." But I also wouldn't go out of my way to buy it again. I guess is what I'm saying. Well, you tried it. Now you know. Right. You know, you I definitely think new. it's like branding more like an IPA, so it's not like Indian pale, but it's Texas, motherfucker. So we'll call it a Texas pale ale. Right, but I mean, yeah. right, pale TPA. ale is its own type of beer outside of IPA. I guess I don't really know the difference. Uh, you can get I pale ales. It's more of a hop. You, you add more hops to IPA or Indian 
hops or sunshine. Well, no, I, now I heard I I don't know because I'm not a big beer connoisseur, but I heard that India pale ales they were made extra hoppy so that when they sent them to India they could last on the trip. Like you put more hops in it for preservation, I guess, and that's why okay. IPAs tend to be so much more hoppy. You know, way back in them their days. Yeah, well, when I'm it was like a monk's you. No one's gonna disagree with you on that. Sounds, sounds I'm sure there's there's someone out there who could be like, no, you fucking idiot. But and if that's the case, write in and let me know. I, I yeah. claim to not know the truth. That's just something I heard. But this is not because regular pale ale is a thing. It's a separate type of beer than an IPA. So okay. I don't think that they're trying to be IPA. They're just you know there's American pale ale, but then there's Texas pale ale because Texas is better than America. Yeah. Goddamn right. Uh, you know, <laughs> so it's like a marketing. I'm I get. Gotcha. Yeah, it makes sense. So I'm, I'm gonna give it. Yes, yes, Walter, you are wrong. I'm gonna give it. I'm going with a 2.35. Wow, that's a low score. Yeah, I'm yeah, just not goodness. not impressed by it. All right, Brandon, what do you? I think? am. I am just whelmed. Yeah. Not over or under, just straight whelmed. Yeah. All right, Brandon, what do you think? Um, you know, I'm not up to you know all the verbiage like you guys are. Like, I don't. I could not tell you the difference. I have learned though since doing this. I don't like the the hoppy beers. Those uh, those are a little heavy for me. Not not quite as enjoyable. So uh, you know, just drinkability kind of is what it, what factors in to me. I'm gonna rate it two point seven. Wow, you guys are you guys don't like this beer. So guess who gets the rest of uh, oh, uh, burpee right. pants over there? Yeah. Well, I, I I gotta say I do love the it's a sweet you know caramel tasting hop mm-hmm. and bitterness I that I like. Get that at all, man? You don't no. get any of that? No, not what, what are you sweet, getting? You might get any caramel at all. No, it's right there. Can't you see? Right there on my tongue. Uh huh. I taste the caramel right there. Mm. Here, uh, let me let me let me try it again. See if it might change your mind. Oh, he just changed his mind to a one. <laughs> nope, nope, 2.7. Well, I'm going to give this a solid 4.3. Oh, wow. Which is, it's still up there for me. I, I dig it very much. I, I could drink this. It only has 5.5 alcohol, so if I want to drink something, I want to drink something that's worth it. Or drink, you know, Miller Lite, because it's easy and it's basically water. Damn right. <laughs> and so, 4.3 is what there I said. There we go. Right? That's the Brew World Order. Am I wrong? It's the Brew World Order. All right, you guys, let's go. Uh, flirting? Oh. Uh, that'd be sweet if we go flirting. We I don't know. have any flirting I saw stuff. S- someone uh, posted an article about, you know, the Mars rover or whatever. Like, there's a picture of Mars and how they have, like, red sunsets or some shit like and then <laughs> someone goes why don't flat earthers why isn't there a flat mars society what's uh, up with that why is it only earth that's flat and then actual flat earth society commented on it said because mars has been proven to be round idiots oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay come on All right. well anyway. because they can observe it from from where they are they we okay so that one's round but we're still flat yeah Perfect, perfect Got logic it. there. Well, you know, round is still the shape of round the, of the round flat earth. Round goes around, comes around. Goes around. Well, you let's. Don't. If we're gonna go around, what comes right. around? Let's go into the mystic then. All right. about before King Lear no John Lear uh, his father was the uh, inventor of the Lear jet he was on, being interviewed on Coast to Coast AM mm, mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. Uh, George Navoy there uh, when they received a phone call from Jackie Jackie? not Jackie Lynn Ellison oh. as we all know <laughs> you don't know could have been it could have been well we're gonna have to listen to it here <laughs> in a second um, she said she lived outside of Vegas and Jackie, claiming to have worked for NASA as a technician back in the 70s, handling the tem- te- telemetry feed for the Viking Mars lander, calls in hoping Lear can help solve her 20-year-old mystery. Hi. I'm uh, having an interesting night tonight, aren't we? It is, indeed. And where might we be? I'm Jackie. I'm John, I'm hoping you can solve a 27-year-old mystery for me. Although uh, this was 12 years ago, so maybe. Do you maybe. know what was going on in 1979? <laughs> Uh, where? Well, on uh, Mars. No. Okay. What was going on in 79 <laughs> on Mars? Well, I I used to 
work at NASA during that time and uh, handling downlink telemetry and uh, one night on our video monitors while, you know, the uh, little Viking rover was uh, running around, I see Just two around. men in suits, not necessarily space suits. I mean, they looked protective, but uh, they didn't look like the bulky things that, you know, our astronauts use. But they came over the horizon walking towards the uh, uh, Viking Explorer, and uh, our vision got cut off. I didn't see what they did with it or anything else. They were probably making repairs. Well, that's why I was wondering if they were our guys or not. Cause yeah, they were, know, they you know were what kind of suits guys. they wore? Pardon? Do you know what kind of suits they wore? In our well, they wouldn't have to wear very much. I mean, the atmosphere is... Uh, there's enough atmosphere to walk around without a spacesuit on Mars, same as there is on the moon. I mean, there's not. it's like about 15,000 feet on Earth. Now, uh, you can go through a 24-hour acclimatization uh, program the on the moon, and you can walk around uh, without a spacesuit. Uh, same thing on Mars. You don't need a spacesuit. Uh, if they had one... Can we send him up there to find out? <laughs> Did you have any other witnesses there while you saw this? Well, there's about a... Uh, well, out of the workers, there's probably about a half a dozen of us, because uh, we were... Uh, you've seen the typical NASA things where they got all the monitors. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you had a few oh, people yeah, out there yeah. monitoring the monitors. Yeah, you got about, a, you know, the people that were up there, <laughs> and then there's about a half a dozen of us downstairs because, you know, it, the, it was just maintaining the uh, equipment because if anything went wrong, we had to get it up quick so they didn't miss the uh, telemetry. You folks must have been amazed at what you saw. I Yeah, because, you know, uh, when we saw that and they cut off our video downstairs of course we ran upstairs and and uh you know they've got uh almost side doors upstairs they have those little windows i don't know if you have you been there i have not no okay well they oh, got you mean in the side control room of nasa to the, yeah totally to the back oh, what we call nosebleed section in most stadiums and stuff but anyway uh you come out there and uh, we could look through a little window in that because they had just locked the door and they normally don't lock it on us but anyway, they just locked the door, and then they came, you know, we saw some more on their monitors, and then they came over some paper taped over the door. <laughs> they clipped it. Can you well, imagine Jackie, that, I John? appreciate you calling yeah. and telling us that story. It is great, and it just confirms what, what's going on. Can you imagine that, John? There they are looking at their telemetry, and they spot the monitors, and they're looking at the rover piece of it, and all of a sudden they t see two human beings walking into the scene. Yeah, absolutely. They were going to, just like Mars Rover cleaning off the dust. They had their paper towels and Windex and <laughs> received the signal. <laughs> okay, for is it just me or does that guy sound too much like Gary Busey? He did sound like Gary. <laughs> <laughs> like that dude. Like he's talking. Uh, he's talking through yeah, his teeth. I can't do a very good Gary Busey bird. That was one Gary Busey sounded motherfucker. Yeah. Though. <laughs> So what we, so we don't need we don't need spacesuits. You can just go through a climatization period, and you can just walk around on the moon just like Mars. You don't need any kind of protective suit. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what he was trying to say. And we have we have people that can just regularly just go up and land on Mars to walk around and do Windex style maintenance on a fucking Mars rover. And he seemed to it's know that exactly what it was too. He was like, "Oh yeah, they were probably cleaning it." And how, how does this guy know? His dad invented the Learjet, so he knows about secret Mars missions. Yeah, well, he he said he also what was a Lear Lear worked for a rocket company. That's what they say. He worked for this rocket company, this very famous rocket company that that was used during the Apollo missions. Okay. And, and he he was not even part of any of that. He was the like a writer for the company. He wasn't uh, a scientist for them. The only cling of fame he's got is his father invented the Learjet. And, my, and I might be wrong with that. It might be his grandfather, but it's, uh, you know, someone close to just like that. Mm -hmm. was, it, was it his father? Uh, I mean, I, I think I'm, so. I'm, that I'm seems right father, because dude. the Learjet was, is, I think it came about in like the 70s, so that would make sense time-wise. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it couldn't be a bunch that of, yeah. yeah. Just like, yeah, you know, we were up there with some Windex. <laughs> Cleaning off yeah. the rover there. Yeah. I don't know why I went it, to Kermit, it dusty, but you know. <laughs> like yeah. we, we can just send someone up over the weekend to fucking Mars you, to Windex off a Mars rover. You Rocket see, man. We, they just you put Rocket read, Man. Uh, That's what Elton John was actually singing about. Yeah. He was <laughs> he's singing about that Rocket Man, the ones that clean just, off the rover. Man, I miss my mm -hmm. wife so much, but you know this Mars rover needs dusted. Yeah, it's got to happen. <laughs> so uh, what are they talking about? The Viking program. So are you guys familiar with this Viking program NASA NASA has? Yes. All I right. Do recall. So 
Let me let me refresh your memory if you don't. Uh, it's consisted of a pair of American space probes sent to Mars, Viking 1 and Viking 2. Oh, like a pair. Yeah, they were a pair, like Banana 1 and Banana 2. So these were Vikings and Dikings. Okay. Each Good spacecraft try. was <laughs> composed of two main parts, an orbiter designed to photograph the surface of Mars from orbit and a lander designed to study the planet from the surface. The orbiters also served as communication relays for the landers once they touched down. And it, uh, a little fun fact that it took 20, it takes 20 minutes for radio waves to get from Mars to America, to Houston, to the Earth. Back to NASA. So uh, when they were trying to land the the whatchamacallit, the rover, as they were calling it, but more the lander, that they didn't even know when it touched down until 20 minutes Damn. Um, after it And happened. if something fucked up, there's, like, you can't yeah. make any last-minute adjustments <laughs> or course correction. Yeah. 20 minutes, man. That just, that's just, that just gives you an idea of the vast distance that yeah. is uh, in our universe. Oh, well, yeah, minutes, dude. Man. Okay, so, I mean, we could send someone there over lunch break if it only takes 20 minutes. At, that's at the speed of light, I bro. know. Was, was, oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't think he got you there. Yeah. So what do you guys think about this? What do you think about this claim? I, I've never been to Mars, nor have I seen, you know, I'm sure that if, if the footage from this lander did show two humanoids walking up to it, I mean, they wouldn't even let their own people see it. They cut the feet to that. There's no fucking way they're going to let us see it. So I'm not saying that she didn't see something, I guess. I have no way of knowing whether or not she saw something. But was it two of our guys that we sent up there that don't need protection to I think Gary Busey Lear here is full of shit. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you might be right. Dude. He's just trying know. to make a name for himself. I get. I mean, he just was like so nonchalant. Like, yep, I know all about this. That's that's just what it was. Yep, routine maintenance. Yeah, I mean, they, you don't even need a spacesuit when you're up there. You just you just go through some conditions. Well, Arnold had it fucking wrong in Total Recall. Then his eyes are bulging out. That might be a bit too old of a reference. Everybody, sorry. I don't think so. It was a total recall, man. <laughs> I totally recalled it. What about you, uh, Brando? What do you think? Uh, I mean, I want I want to believe it just because that's that's like exciting, you know. But it's kind of hard if if she's the only person who saw it or whatever. It's kind of hard to prove it. You just have to believe her. There has to right. be more evidence than that somewhere in some form. Well, I mean, she said there know? were what six people in there with her, and that was just in her other level. When they ran up to the main spot, you know, they had it locked up and papered off. So there would be other people that saw mm-hmm. it in so her where, in her story. Where are they? They just somebody had, had to they, have seen oh, they all got their silence well. had been bought. I, I tried to look for them, yeah. but yeah, they all died from either um, oh, see, this is where suicide to the back of the head. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> shooting themselves in the back of the head. And, yeah, he uh, was shot twice in the head, and it was ruled suicide. And jumping and off of buildings, but they was like much further away than a jump would actually be. So more like they tossed, tossed off. But <laughs> they were it's considered tossed mm. like a salad. They got, to, they got tossed off. Now here's the problem right off the bat. All right, you couldn't find any evidence that Viking is a rover. And she kept saying that there was a rover, right? It was a lander. It's a stationary. So Jackie's claims that the old Viking rover was running around, as she said. Yeah, she just, <laughs> just running around <laughs> all yeah, casually, uh, like a kid on Saturday morning. It, it might mean that she knows nothing about it and made it up, but that's just this mm, podcaster's okay. opinion here. I think someone who's a professional knows their equipment and would say something and uh, wouldn't well, make such a mistake like calling something like that a rover. Sure, and like I feel that you'd been, you know, like they were with it for so long and talked about it so often that you wouldn't, like if it was a lander, then you, as a part of that program, would have been calling it a lander for the years it was developed, sending it up there the whole time it was up there. You'd always be saying lander. You wouldn't all of a sudden say rover. You called a VL or something, the Viking right. lander. Like you would have something you've been calling it for years, and that's like ingrained into you to call it that. And then also to not think, or to think that it's just out there running around when it was a stationary item. I mean, that's a, that's another. Yeah, precisely, man. Obvious bullshit. And as for Lear, man, he's uh, he's he's a kook, man. He's a straight. He's a nut. He's a nut. That's there right. Um, he's the no blast crater guy. He said, "Why isn't there a blast crater under the the lunar module?" And that was like my thing. I was like, "Oh man, where's the?" And you realize, no, it didn't just land straight down to where there'd be a blast crater. You know, of course there would be one when they left, but uh, the lunar but module. But then the cameras were gone too. That's right. I think he. I think I said it in. The episode so he thinks we faked the moon landing, but we like weekly go up to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he's alluding that they're 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 going to some red place, uh, you know, where it's like red rocks or something, and they've mm-hmm. they've got a. Oh, so this there. is all fake too? Oh, mm-hmm. sure. Well, yeah, you don't. You know what? You don't need protection from the atmosphere and red rocks. He's right. 
<laughs> That's what you can just you can just walk <laughs> around there without is, a space yeah, suit. Yeah. You it, might get sunburned or something. But you're probably gonna get high as fuck if you're at the amphitheater. But he might be part of the whole coup in the first place, you know. But th- we we need more of a credible source. So let's go to right, a more you got? credible source here. I was hoping you had one. How about a man who actually walked on the moon? Hey, there we go. That's right, and it's actually it's your long lost uh, second cousin, Doctor Edgar Mitchell. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. Is he part of the family tree? Yeah, uh, he's one. He's he's uh, he's a great guy, but we don't typically associate ourselves with him because it's uh, he he's just accomplished so much compared oh. to everybody else. Is it like, like he comes I, over I for dinner and he's like, "Oh man, you know what? On the moon, yeah. we only had." Yeah, <laughs> that, that's what it is. Like after that, it's just like, "Man, how do you top that? Yeah. Uh, what did I what did I do this summer?" Right. Oh, man. Why is your yeah. turkey so dry? Oh, Brandon graduated yeah. with 3.7 GPA. Oh, great. Well, when I was on the moon. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it gets old after a while, okay? <laughs> he wasn't really related to him. Uh, he was instead a U.S. Uh, Navy officer, aviator test pilot, aeronautical engineer, and a ufologist. All of those up to there was very credible, and then UFO. UFOlogist. Is that how you would say a UFOlogist or UFO? I believe it's just UFOlogist. UFO. UFO. So stupid. I believe. Which yeah, because then you're cutting out the O of UFO, but still. Uh, Let's see. He was on Apollo 14. Uh, He was an astronaut for that, and the sixth man to walk on the moon. Nice. You know, hey man, six ain't bad. And uh, he swore on a Bible that he did, that he did. Listen to this. Say, I, Edgar Mitchell. I, Edgar Mitchell. Affirm. Affirm. Under penalty of eternal damnation. Penalty of eternal damnation. That I walked on the moon on Apollo 14. That I walked on the moon on Apollo 14. Well, you know, you're the first astronaut to do that. We <laughs> asked six other you astronauts. You can get that there. Uh, yeah, you're the first astronaut. Yeah, because you're a fucking idiot in the first place, man. Get uh, out of here with that shit. Yeah, I, uh, Bart, what's his face? Uh, we didn't even deserve uh, our, our uh, uh, not even worthy of good mention. <laughs> uh, because uh, if someone said, if you went somewhere, you know, and someone's yelling at that to your face and then calling you a liar and a coward, and he's like, he get he got punched in the face by Bu- uh, Buzz Aldrin. Right, because Buzz didn't take no shit. You try to tell him that was fake. Them's fighting words. I'll kick your fucking goddamn ass. But you know, it's a there's a pretty funny documentary. It's about an hour long on YouTube. It's called uh, Astronauts Gone Wild, and it, it's, it's, it's showing their titties on boats oh, for a hat. Wow. <laughs> 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 they're taking off. I remember their, those, their space uh, suit in space. Because like, by now they've all got old man titties, so they can actually flash them out there. Well, and in space they're zero gravity. Oh sure. So oh, just, even better. Yeah. Oh god, I'm thinking like <laughs> Professor Farnsworth out there, just wrinkled old man titties floating around. Good news, oh. everyone. Everyone. Good news, everyone. My middies are out. All right, so man, titties. Get it? Okay, never mind. Your middies, yes. Uh, um, so he, he's all about trying to expose alien himself. life, not exposing himself. But oh, like we, I was talking about the uh, the whole uh, astronauts gone wild. Um, there's that dick face that goes and he's uh, he shows people this footage of uh, Apollo 10 or 11 where they're showing earth through this porthole but they're trying to show that they're up close on the porthole and then that the earth is far away in fact if the earth is filling up the space in the porthole and they've uh, took all the they're in the back of the the ship take up uh, filming the actual porthole and it looks like earth is f- so far away um and he's in show he's shown that to them and they're just like as soon as the astronauts see that they go nutty they go who are you what is this all about you ambushed me and and he's like, oh, fuck you. Go ahead and sue me. And then he wants uh, Edgar Mitchell kicked him in his ass. Uh, <laughs> um, so let's listen back uh, to good old Ed about a massive alien cover-up that starts as far back as Roswell. So let's listen to this. Roswell that all are as well. We're not alone. And have for many, many years, even though but at the time I went to the moon, it was the conventional wisdom both in science and theology, that we were alone in the universe. We're just barely out of the trees, even though we think we're rather sophisticated. But I do like to tell the story that my great-grandparents came across from southern United States to the west after our Civil War. And I went to the moon just less than 100 years later. They came across in covered wagons. So from covered wagons to going to the moon, in less than a hundred years in our lifetime is a rather significant event. It tells us 
how primitive we have been until the modern era, and we're still rather primitive because of my uh, openness to these things. I did have many of the old timers in the military and in the uh, intelligence community over the years wanting to get it off their chest before they passed away uh, allowed me to interview them and talk to them about it. And so my ideas became fairly well solidified in the fact we've been visited. We have to remember that right after World War II, the Army Air Force was separated and became the, Ar became the Air Force, a separate branch of service. And that the OSS, which was the Office of Special Services, was disbanded and eventually became the CIA. So that here was a major military organization and a major intelligence organization totally in disarray, newfounded, didn't know what they were doing after World War II and not really reorganized yet. And as a result of that, the President Truman at that time um, convened a very high-level uh, committee to examine this alien or UFO phenomenon. They did come to the conclusion that it was alien, and the military uh, rightly came to the conclusion if, this, if they're hostile, there's nothing we can do about it. Therefore, their choice was to deny it and to hush it up and create a, the National Security Act of 1947, which validated that uh, uh, deception and covered it up and allowed the group to go underground, as it were. And we've been living with that now for 50 years. It is really the uh, beginning of the whole cover-up, the, the entire denial of this phenomenon, and uh, the addition of dismissal, disinformation, misinformation uh, to cloak and to discourage uh, investigation, to misinform. It's just been continuous for many, many years now. Eventually, it came away from the fear, I believe, of uh, not being able to protect and do their duty to uh, the notion of power and control, controlling the knowledge and the technology. And the group involved with that is still doing it. We have created our reality here, and we have created it right now rather badly, for it's not a sustainable reality. We have created with our science and technology, instead of using it for the greater good, it's been captured by uh, interest, greed, self-service, uh, which is rife. And instead of using it, all of our technology and our brilliance and genius for greater good, we, we use it for self-service. And that's not going to work. It's important that we look at our civilization our place in history, use our tools of science for greater understanding, to promote the greater good, and that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about there. So Mitchell's interests included consciousness and paranormal phenomena, and uh, on his way back to Earth during Apollo 14, he had a powerful, like a major religious experience there. And also claimed to have conducted private ESP experiments with his friends on Earth. The results said experiments were published in the Journal of Parapsychology in 1971. He was also into remote healing. Here's something really interesting you're going to love about this guy. You listen to Nick. Mitchell yes. claimed that a teenager, teenage remote healer living in Vancouver, using the pseudonym Adam Dream Healer, helped mm. him heal kidney cancer from a distance. Okay. Yes, Mitchell said that uh, he never had a biopsy, <laughs> but uh, he had a sonogram and an MRI that was consistent with uh, retinal carcinoma. Carcinoma. Adam worked distantly on Mitchell from December 2003 until June 2004, when the uh, regularity was gone, and he hasn't seen it since. So there is, it proves hmm. for remote healing right there. Yeah. And that was because uh, Adam Dream talker dreamweaver adam dreamweaver interesting I so i know there was there was uh the, the government program right didn't they call it like the jedi program 
that was kind of a secret part of even the CIA where they tried to deal with like. Well, that's uh, well, that's I think that's that uh, Clooney movie. Right, they made a movie right. out of it, but it was a program. Like they did do shitloads of LSD and try to experiment with expanding the mind and like remote seers and cloud bursting and and shit like that. Yeah, I, like I, that I, has come out that they. I mean, I'm not saying they were ever successful, but it was something that they, something that they studied tried, and, that they and, threw and tried a lot to of do. <laughs> so it seems like maybe Mitchell was. I'm sure that they need to was find involved these in that out. maybe. Possibly. Who I mean, knows? He was a you know a NASA astronaut in the early beginnings, and you know they were just essentially test pilots, which were guinea pigs. Sure, sure. Know? So I'm sure it's possible they could have done all sorts of classified well, yeah, experiments. Well, um, on I them. think it was Buzz Aldrin, where one of the other uh, uh, astronauts was saying, "We're just passengers." When he was shown this, he's like, "You need to talk to the head of the of, Na- of NASA. We're just passengers." You right. Know? They threw us in this can and yeah. fucking lit a fire under That's right. it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I mean, fuck, NASA, the space people, you know, the space space people. So as for this guy's um, credibility and his his need to know and try to get the aliens out so everybody knows and he doesn't want anybody. Is he a credible source? Is he with this whole remote healing thing? I thought I found a good credible source, but Edgar Mitchell. I don't know. The more he went on, the more I kind of was was falling off the Mitchell train. Yeah, well, like, you know, like I said earlier, when you were listing his accomplishments, you know, aerospace engineer, all that, and then just ufologists, like, whoa, hang on, that almost, oh, all right, this will be interesting. Well, you know, <laughs> no. every, everyone's got a hobby, you know, and yeah. that, that's probably his uh, his hobby, you know, some people want to collect stamps, you know, some, some people want to collect baseball cards, <laughs> what, yeah. is, uh, what does this guy collect? UFOs. He, he wants to collect uh, aliens, it sounds like. Some news here for you. News, news, and traffic on the fives. <laughs> what? Is it, on, is it one of the fives? Uh, we oh, actually so just, we just did traffic. Yes, we just did traffic. Okay. Oh, okay, we just did traffic. We'll just do the news then. Here we go. We got news with Nick and Lowe's. That's right. We coming at you, coming with the light. We got the news. We've got the news. We've got the news. We've got the news. Yeah. So I've got right now up on the screen here, and you can yeah. see it. This is from ViralThread.com. We are going to meet the grown man who lives his life as a domestic. That's an impressive dog. suit. Isn't that, isn't that pretty cool? I gotta that say, is pretty pricey. It's great. Look at that. That guy really, like, he is getting into it. That girl's really into it, too. Look at her face. She's yeah, like, oh yeah. Like, I fucking, till death do us part, could I just die already? So I'm going <laughs> I'm I'm to read this right off of Viral Threads' website here. Uh, real quick, this makes me think of Community. If you've ever watched the show Community, best show put on television, how the dean was obsessed no. with men dressed as Dalmatians. No. It was like a big fetish that he had. Wow. Hey, why don't you read this then, Nikki, right there? All right, is it about the dean? It's about the dean then. We all have hobbies, and while some may be more unusual than others, many would argue that they're still valid. But what if your hobby revolved around dressing up as man's best friend in the form of a spotty Dalmatian? That's crazy. Oh, wait, maybe we should read it like a comedy movie announcer. <laughs> but what if <laughs> Rob Schneider stars in The Dalmatian? <laughs> yes. do, do it well, that as, well, as it turns out, there's a whole community of people who enjoy <laughs> assuming a canine persona. Wearing custom-made costumes. He made that fucking thing? Custom-made costumes. They live life on all fours bound by a collar. That's great. So it's like, if BDSM isn't enough... You have to put on a dog (laughs) suit. (laughs) Yeah. One of these daring and brazen canine impersonators is 32-year-old Tom Peters, who made an appearance on the British daytime TV show This Morning. While on the show, Peters, who goes by the name of Spot... Oh, gee, come oh, on. Come on. Like, oh, man, dude. 
talked about his peculiar penchant for dressing like a puppy and also acting the part. Me and a hundred wow. of my friends dress up like Dalmatians and piss on Cruella Deville's car. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Those are like legitimate pads paws and everything. His feet. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, I, I wow. see the appeal of wanting to be a dog. Hey, is- honey, can we do it? Doggy style tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nick's on it. Loves it. Nick loves the story. You keep going. He claims that his dog costume helps him to assume the persona of a pup. I'm sorry, when you're 32, man, even in dog years, that's not that a pup dog anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that dog needs to be put down. <laughs> uh, something he is totally committed to. A spot, a spot he tries to, as authentically as possible, live his life as a cute, not-so-little pup. He does this by sleeping in a cage, walking on all fours, and eating dog treats from a bowl. (laughs) It's a far cry from his life outside of the dog costume as he works as a lighting and theater technician. (laughs) Uh, So he has knee pads. See, I was wondering about the all fours thing. Like, hands and knees, so he has knee pads. So he's just got, like, his extra leg sticking out there, like dog deformity. Oh, yeah, so sure. If he was really committed to this... He would be on hands and feet. He'd cut off his... his, He would just cut himself off at the knee. Yeah. Like (laughs) Hank Hill's dad. Straight like Cotton Hill. (laughs) That's right. They took my leg... The Dalmatians took my shins. Some Chinaman took it for me in Korea. Uh, he appeared on the show this <laughs> so that he could spread awareness for his rather unique lifestyle and so that he could address some of the misconceptions that people may have about those who assume alternative identities. People think... Wait. Tom's Translated. Saying. People ah. think of it as seedy and that no one should <laughs> see it. But we're not there to cause mischief. We're there to have fun and literally be treated like a puppy. So that means shock collars, hit with a newspaper when you pee on the floor. Oh, uh, there's more to this story, oh, too. Oh, my God, yes. We're, we're, we noticed this lady here. Is so pissed. Yeah, we got to find what out happened? who she what is happened? It, it went away. I can't read it now. Uh-oh. You lost the feed. I'm losing it. Here it's His up. wife is very pissed, but that is one dedicated woman. That, I guess, unless she's into it, too. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. She didn't look like she was. No, she doesn't look like it at all. Um, or maybe he, she woke up that morning and like he had shit on the floor or something. She was just I guess maybe. At him. Or I guess I mean, or the guy act, wants to act the role. She's like, honey, okay, I'm putting up with this. Why are there reporters in our house? Why are we fucking taking this public? God damn it. Yeah. Tom. Too. Tom then went on to insist that it's not a sexual thing. It's a lifestyle. It's just escapism to get away from money and the hectic lifestyle we have. So that's a lot like the trans age guy. I just didn't want to adult anymore, so I'm nine or six or whatever. <laughs> but you're still banging your. your <laughs> but you're still banging father. your adopted father, right? Gross. However, he did suggest that it could be a catalyst and lead on to other things. Really. Dressing up in an entire full-body Dalmatian suit is the catalyst? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> becoming like probably a real You dog. have already gone well past the gateway oh, yeah. drug of whatever yeah. this is. Because you relax and unwind. Wait, Sorry. you could start from being a puppy and lead on to something in the bedroom, <laughs> he added. <laughs> and guess what? Like any other domesticated dog, he has a human companion in the form of his ex-fiance, oh, Rachel <laughs> Watson. Now, oh. ex-fiance is in now wife. No, I feel like it's, it's, it's off. I feel like it's off. Okay, so whatever he did as a human was bad enough that she didn't want to marry him, but yet she puts up with him when he's a dog. Maybe, I have a maybe feeling that, that the trade-off. She, is, she is just as many screws loose as he does, then, if that's the case. Like, if that makes you come back from being ex-fiance, then... Mm-hmm. All right, well, I mean, she's got issues, too. Well, Rachel confessed that the couple called off the engagement back in 2008 because of Tom's <laughs> bizarre lifestyle. She insisted that they are best friends. Mm. She then went on to say that they are closer now than they were when they were in a relationship. Right, because he shuts the fuck up and sleeps in a cage. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, and he probably doesn't talk, so he's right. just there. Right. Maybe she's just like really controlling and gets off on it. So she like, oh, yeah, I've got this trained little puppy. When he was a man, I couldn't go shut the fuck up, and he, would, <laughs> yeah. and he wouldn't. But now as what a puppy, a, yeah, that's right. Just kick him. Thank you very much indeed uh, for, for coming in today. Um, uh, Is that coming through? I don't think that's, that's coming through, bro. 
Oh, don't 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 worry about that then. I'll watch this. I'll make it sound fine. Well, we we pretty much finished that uh, that part of that story, but I still wanna I still want you to hear him. So okay. once, once I get rid of this, I'll we'll be able to hear him through this little thing right here. Living. There we go. And just have a chance to chill and relax and have fun with the sort of. Let me go back to the beginning here. Because uh, he wants to chill and relax and barky bark. A bit bark. of chill. You know, chase some squirrels around. Thank you very much indeed uh, for, for coming in today. Um, uh, uh, why? Uh, it's a means of it being able to escape from life, uh, get away from the sort of day-to-day -day, uh, busyness that you sort of live in, and just have a chance to chill and relax and have fun with the sort of simple things of life like a chew toy or sort of scritches and that kind of thing. So a chance to unwind, chill and clear the mind, really. But, but what if, why not yoga? Why not meditation? Um, <laughs> I don't quite know, to be honest. Hey, um, think about that, actually. Well, <laughs> yoga <laughs> does have a downward dog. Hey, thanks. I didn't even fucking. I didn't. Even, I didn't even really think about that. Yoga. Uh, great. What is that? I'd never heard of that. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows about pretending to be a dog, but what is this yoga? All right, let's move on to this next. Uh, right. This All next right. uh, crazy. That was a good. That was a good. That was a good find. That was a good one, right? Yeah, I like it. What do you think about it? Actually, very bizarre. Uh, I yeah. I mean. I guess if you're not hurting anybody, man, you do whatever you want to do in your own home. I you mean, know? would you still hang out with me if I decided to start doing that? Uh, see, now it depends. Is that something like he gets home from work and he does that at home? Or is that something like he wants to go out into public? Like if someone says, come to my birthday party, he shows up in a fucking dog costume and walks around on all fours the whole party. Like, does he still human? And this is just like his private time thing? I, th I feel like he does it after work. Like he right. Gets right into costume. So he doesn't go out to like social engagements, as it. I don't think so. Then uh, that'd be. Well, no, be I mean, no. I think he does go out there and does that. Really? He went on TV. That's it. right. He did go on TV. Maybe that's how, because he they they did say that a lot of people kind of judged him and they didn't like care for it. So maybe that was when they would go out in public for a walk. I just want to go like out that. and I just want to, you know, hump some legs and chase yeah. some squirrels. Piss on some hydrants. You know, right. no big fucking deal. <laughs> All right, uh, let's. Uh, the f we got some news here. Uh, Germany or Florida? <coughs> oh. oh, it's not. Oh, we're it's obviously Florida. I can see it because it says Florida here already. So, yeah. Florida sheriffs arrested a 33-year-old man on Friday after a quote-unquote disturbing drawing depicting a mass school shooting was found in an elementary school student's homework. And if you look up at the screen right now, you can look it up. Uh, we pulled this off of RT, Russia Today, Russia Redacted. <laughs> I think it's called Russia Today. Yeah, I think it's called. Okay, um, so they arrested the guy because it was found in a kid's homework? Yeah. This I mean, that's obviously not a kid's drawing. This is what's weird about it. Teachers at Port uh, St. Joe Elementary School contacted authorities after discovering a picture on a student's homework that depicted a burning school building with people lined up outside being shot by a gunman. Two people are pictured on the ground in what are presumably, uh, presumably pools of blood. The words pew, pew, pew and ah, pew, it pew, burns pew. were scrawled alongside the gruesome scene. I know it sounds, we shouldn't make jokes, but like, yeah, pew, pew, pew. That's like pew, 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 pew. Yeah, not even yeah. bang or whatever. Like, So, I mean, it's not like a gun. No guns sound like pew, pew, pew. No, but that's the thing. Pew, 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 pew. That's like the little kid finger gun noise when you're playing. Yeah, pew, 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 right. I got you. You're dead now. Pew, pew. No, no, kid. It's not pew, pew. It's bang, bang. <laughs> now, pew, pew. Gonna finger bang, bang you into my life. That's right. Detectives assigned <laughs> to the, the case. What the fuck is wrong with that guy's face? Well, they quickly determined Whoa. that Robert Paul Alexander Edwards. That's too many names. Too many first names. <laughs> 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 you know that never trust a guy with two first names? Definitely don't trust a guy with four yeah. first names. Uh, uh, he's 33 years old. My goodness, he's my What is with the early 30s in this fucking news segment today? I don't know. Thank God I'm in must the middle eight. Must be a tipping point. I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge of it then. I passed. Um, let's see. The uh, they, Robert Paul Alexander Edwards, 33, was the creator of the Macro, uh, Macro Macabre. Macabre? Macabre yep. art. Oh, that's a weird word for me. You gonna I try to say like macrame? Yeah, I was gonna say macabre. <laughs> <laughs> the macabre. He's the creator of the macabre art. <laughs> what does that? What does that mean? The macabre. Yeah, macabre. Like kind of dark, creepy. Yeah. He was uh, arrested and charged. How do you not know macabre? With Megan. Yeah, I just never went to school. I was homeschooled. Oh. By uh, this. Well, that answers everything. <laughs> by Robert Paul Alexander Edwards. Okay. Uh, he was arrested and charged with making th written threats to kill or do bodily injury. 
Why does um, he have? Oh, he has thirteen tattooed on his bottom lip. I mean, yeah, that's. It uh, looks like he had his. Uh, uh, kind of looks thing. like. He used to have a lip piercing there. He's yeah. got a, quite a nice mustache. Is that like a weird stick figure drawing on his right cheek? His and right. This yeah. thing right there looks like it's got a Freemason. Like we see, you got the compass right there, and is then that what that is? Oh, okay. I thought that looked like a dude, like huh. a head right under his glasses, like a dude right there. Oh, well, maybe it, maybe that is. Uh, that's I don't know. Someone Harry? humping the Freemason symbol. Yeah. <laughs> <Writing> <laughs> All right. Anyway, sorry, writing sorry. something. It's it's not immediately clear how Edwards was related to the students who turned in the homework. Our con- uh, quote: Our country has been affected uh, one too many times with horrific school tragedies. We take matters like this very ser- seriously," said Sheriff Mike Harrison of the Gulf County Sheriff's Office in an online press release. So it's not immediately clear. Uh, what is that supposed to mean? They don't know how he's connected. Yeah, how did his drawing end up in a student's homework? Was he at the school? It sounds like a patsy to me. Oh no! If it was the homework, like the kid brought it, brought his homework back to school the next day, and this was in there. Somehow. This macabre art here, the macrobe. <laughs> the macrobe. Um, um, that's, I mean, that's pretty fucking interesting, man. Uh, investigators do not believe Edwards intended to act out the written threat, but given the recent spate of uh, high-profile mass shootings at schools and churches across the U.S., police did not take any Nor fucking should they. chances, man. Yeah. Um, you don't fucking joke around about valid, something like yeah. that. Well, it's still unclear. So did the student... Draw it. Did he draw? I don't it? think that a student like I know students tend to do stick figures, but that is like a little too coherent. Like, oh my goodness! I mean, the picture and everything, the handwriting for sure is well, not what, a child. They said it was an elementary school. Right. There's okay. no way a student or an elementary school kid's so writing like that, that. and the to, stick well, figures are going to be grade. all out of proportion with the building. You know. I mean, yeah. Look at this one's running around. Oh, yeah, that's burning. definitely not an elementary school kid's handiwork. I think it actually says no it's, fucking it's, it's way. boring. That's what they're saying. Oh, it's boring. Uh, and then <laughs> it's it says, so boring to be on fire and yeah. shot at. It says, yeah, pew, 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 right pew, there. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, you look at the writing on school. Right. Skew. It's almost cursive. Skew. Skew. Yeah, and like the writing over here doesn't look too great. That Look at that R. That's a good looking R. Right? That's definitely not a kid's. That's not kid's work. Anyways, that's, that's, uh. That's what's going on in the world today, right now. We got fucking. So how? But how do they even trace it back to him? Like, how do they? That's the story right there. There's no way of knowing. I think he's uh, probably a patsy of some some type, and. So they found it in a kid's homework. Like one day at school, this kid brings his homework back, and they're like, "Oh, what the fuck is this in there?" Obviously, we know it's not little Johnny's. Yeah. But what's weird, Mr. Forename over here? Like, how do they trace it back to him? There's no bit of the story that explains the, 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 how... Maybe the, he's that's like, why it said it's unclear why uh, why yeah. he was like that. Maybe... Maybe he's like the uncle that's living with the, f- the with the family that... Yeah, he's sleeping kid. on the couch. Yeah. He's like, 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 like Fester in the Adams we're, family? We're trying to hook him up with one more chance, yeah, you know, exactly. with life. He's, he's my little he's brother. Trying. and Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you got to do that, you know, for family. So... That's fucking weird, man. He I don't did get it, f- it. He did it for family. That's that's the bottom line of that. What? <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Emergency Exit number 60. Big 60. We've had a lot of fun. We are no longer on SoundCloud. You need to check us out on Podbeam. Tell your friends to check us out on Podbeam. Beam. Check out... Beam. Yeah, Beam, not Beam. I like think legume. I, I think I uh, said Beam last time, but it's uh, B-E-A-N as in Nancy. Or Nick. Jesus, fuck, I'm right here, man. Come on. Sure it's not Mancy? Nancy. Mancy. <laughs> Nancy Nick. Um, yeah, let's see. Check us out on iTunes. Uh, we don't. We had to redo our whole RSS feed, so now you yeah, have to. We're still working on it. So we need uh, all those reviews. Come on back. So come on back and review. It'll be the last time you'll have yeah. to do that. Check out the Austin Facial Hair Club podcast that's on our network. It is a great show where we talk down to the follicle on the events going around in town. So, in the meantime, for Nick Ryder, for Brandon Mitchell.